meet the faces behind the meat that you have been eating from Good Ranchers for the past couple of years. Since hearing about them on my show, Relatable, you guys know we talk about Good Ranchers all the time. And I just wanted to, I wanted you guys to know these people, to meet these people, and to hear the story of how God called them to start a meat company and the amazing difference that it's making, not just in the lives of families, to make our life better and easier by having high-quality American meat on our tables, but how it's also revitalizing an industry that has been damaged and decimated thanks to policies in the United States over the past 10 years, and that's the American farming and ranching industry. So you're going to be encouraged by this conversation. You're going to be informed by this conversation. And guess what? This conversation is brought to you by good ranchers. So before you even listen to the conversation, go to goodranchers.com slash Allie. Check them out for a discount. That's goodranchers.com slash Allie. You know, before we even start this conversation, I just wanted to, I wanted to say something that I was thinking about that I hope encourages you because We talk about a lot of crazy things, a lot of chaotic things that are going on uh, in the world. I feel like especially this week with all the violence that we had to talk about against uh, pro-lifers, against people that the Biden administration and Democrats see as their political opponents, as we talked yesterday about the uh, vaccines and its effect on breast milk and then the Nord Stream pipeline and how all of this affects everything. And if you've listened to my conversations with Justin Haskins about the Great Reset, sometimes it just feels overwhelming, like everything is out of our control and there's nothing that we can do about the bad and the chaos that's going on in the world. And part of that is true. We are not in control. We can't fix everything that we want to fix. We can't change all the things that we want to change. But something that I'm continually encouraged by, when I listen, I have the privilege on this podcast of listening to people's testimonies, of hearing their stories, of learning how God saved them and all of the little ways that God planted seeds in their heart before fully and finally bringing them uh, to himself. And this is something that I mentioned earlier in the week too, and I wanted to add on to that, about how when I travel the country and meet all of these people, all these Christians doing amazing work for the most vulnerable, I realize that the headlines that we see on Twitter and in the news just don't tell the full story ever of what God is doing. When it looks like God is doing one thing, he's actually doing a million things. And while the things and the work that he is doing doesn't make it to the list of things that are trending on Twitter, he is still working in mighty and in powerful and in God-glorifying ways. And he uses, and this is something that I love about him so much, he uses what seems like evil and what seems irredeemable, what seems like a hopeless and destitute situation for his glory and the good of other people. Like I think back to Joseph, who was thrown into the pit, thrown into slavery, sold into slavery by his own brothers because his brothers were jealous. When you think about that moment, I mean, how low can you get? How uh, despairing of a circumstance can you be in? Thrown into a bottom of a pit only to be sold into slavery? How can anything good possibly come 
from that. And yet, of course, if you know the story of Joseph, you know that it did, that ultimately God used Joseph to then save God's people from famine. And that would not have happened had Joseph not been thrown into the pit and sold into slavery. So when I look at all the craziness that goes on in the world today, when I look at all the chaos and just all of the abject evil, and I think, God, how can anything good come from this? How could you allow these things to happen, I have to remember that God, while we may not see it, while it may not be what pops up on our Instagram explore page, God is doing glorifying and good and redemptive and beautiful and healing and saving things through that which looks hopeless. He's doing it every second of every day. He is changing hearts. He is softening them. He is changing minds. He is winning souls. And he is using the often unseen and unsung, private, seemingly small obedience and courage of Christians to do that. And so don't ever think that the things that you are doing in the way of obedience Uh, don't matter. Don't ever think that when you're listening to this podcast and you hear all the big things going on in the world, that you simply being a godly wife, a joyful mother, a friendly and generous neighbor, a kind and compassionate friend, an involved and uh, enthusiastic church member, a helper of the poor and the most vulnerable, do not think that that's not enough. You do not think that God isn't using that to sow things that may not be reaped in the, in, in the next year or in the next 50 years. You do not know how God is using your seemingly simple acts of obedience to accomplish great and beautiful and grand and redemptive things, not only in this life, but also in the next. And this story that you're about to hear also reminded me of that, reminded me of how God works, reminded me of how God uses people to accomplish the things that we cannot see and may not ever know on this side of eternity. And it might not seem like that's connected to a story of uh, a meat company. And yet I think that you'll see in this conversation that it very much is. All right, I am so excited to tell you about this new sponsor. I have been waiting and waiting for this sponsor to actually be on the show since I got some of their products a few months ago, and that is Range Leather. I seriously love this company. I love the products that they make. You see me wearing their stuff actually all the time, even if you didn't realize it. I'm today not wearing them, but I'm always wearing my um, range leather earrings. They're the ones that kind of have like the little rainbow at the bottom. I'll show y'all again on Instagram. I seriously love their stuff. I love their bags. My husband loves their wallet. It's just high quality leather products. And plus, here's a great part about it. The owners, Kyle and Bailey, they are Christians. They have a lot of the same values that you and I do. They started this leather company from their kitchen table with the goal of making leather goods that last forever. The products are meant to be used every day without the worry of them wearing out, but only getting better with time. They make awesome gifts either for yourself or for someone that you love. They've got things for uh, guys and for women. They've got leather patch hats. They've got belts. They've got leather watch 
uh, watch bands. And then, like I said, they've also got earrings and bracelets, clutches, crossbody bags. I seriously love Range Leather so much. I love all of their stuff. And I really want you to go check them out. They're just good people. Again, salt of the earth people. These are the kinds of sponsors that I love. Our values are in alignment and I genuinely love and use their products all the time. So go to rangeleather.com, use coupon code Ally. Check them out. That's rangeleather.com, coupon code Ally. And you will get a discount when you do. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's rangeleather.com, discount code Ally for 15% off your order. Okay, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me. Can you first introduce yourselves, who you are, what you do? Sure. Uh, my name is Ben Spell. I'm the founder and CEO of Good Ranchers. Hi, I'm Corley Spell. Yes. I am the other half of Ben here. Uh, thank you so much for having us today. Yeah, I'm so excited. People have heard me talk about Good Ranchers if they've listened to my podcast for any amount of time at all. Yeah. Once or twice. Yeah, once or twice. Uh, for the past, I think I started in spring of last year so mm -hmm. it's been a little over a year and it's just been i mean it's been great personally for our family because mm -hmm. it makes our life so much easier but i wanted people to get the opportunity to see the faces behind the product that i talk about the most the company that i talk about the most one thing i say is one great thing about supporting good ranchers is that the people behind it have the same values yeah. that we do which a lot of people don't so if you could just give us a little Color. I know we can't go through the whole story of how this started, oh, yeah. but tell us, like, why did you start a meat company? Um, yeah, that's a that's the million dollar question because yeah. it had no plans on um, even really being an entrepreneur, having own business. I come from a ministry background um, from <clears throat> my parents, uh, my parents, my grandparents, my uncles, my cousins. Like it's almost like the family trade. Yeah. Um, and um, but yeah, I, I heard God's voice say start a meat company not you know in that tone but um and i i i was i was getting ready for uh work and i came out and i told corley i think god just told me to start a meat company and she said okay let's do it and that and when was that 2017 into 2017 and was it i mean was it truly random like you suddenly felt the conviction okay this is what i want to do or now that you're looking back do you see some things that kind of led up to that moment uh yeah it well um, so I had worked um, for a meat company very, very briefly, um, you know, because I told you I was in, in ministry um, before. I took a sabbatical, took some time, and I um, and just to kind of figure out like life, what's next, that kind yeah. of thing. And um, worked for this meat company, and in the very short time that I worked for them, I was doing outside sales. Um, <clears throat> I realized, man. Um, there's not a lot of truth. Like there's so much, there's so many misleading claims mm -hmm. and even in like the way they, they would teach us and tell us what to say and all that stuff. And I just, um, um, the little bit I learned there was just a lot of misleading claims. Um, you really can't trust anybody. And I thought, man, if, if this company is, is doing this, how many other companies mm -hmm. are doing it? Um, and so I just thought, um, I feel like this could be done with morals and ethics and, and actually sell, uh, sell what you're saying you're selling and, and that kind of thing. And so um, I stopped doing that and uh, got back into um, to, to doing ministry. I, I was a worship pastor, so I was mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> leading worship from at different churches around the Houston area. Um, 
And, uh, but yeah, it was just kind of stirring inside of me. I was just, I was thinking someone should do it. It, yeah. was, it was one of those things. And then one day God just said, you, just you do, it. And do so, it. Yeah. And you were in event planning and wedding planning, right, Corley? Yes. And I still have that going on. I'm not so much involved with it having all the babies, but yeah, that's still running. Um, so we were doing that at the moment. And so I was already used to starting my own business. My parents have started their own business. So I feel like God really set me up to be able to respond in that way to him just yeah. laying that on me like, hey, let's start a meat company. Sure, let's do it. Right. Entrepreneurship and like yes. taking those risks For is sure. not something that's foreign to you. It's yes. kind of exciting, which yeah. not everyone does have that kind of background and preparation. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So I felt comfortable with it. Um you know, and all along the way, I mean, God has just gone before us in, in every yeah. step of it. So it's been really easy. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of hard work that goes into it, but it feels right. You know, yeah. it doesn't feel like we're doing the wrong thing. Right. Um, and also at the that same time, we were having our first baby. So and, you know, with having kids, like you start thinking about what you're eating, what they're eating. You're the gatekeeper for your home, like what you're bringing in. And so I feel like that started. That was the beginning of my toxic free almost yeah. you know journey or as much as you can yes um so yeah just questioning like what we're eating and g- going into all the claims for the meat making sure all that's clean like that kind of all happened at the same time so next sponsor for the day is another awesome one and that is annie's kit clubs you've heard me talk about them before they've been a very faithful sponsor and you guys love them so much those of you who have gotten craft kits from annie's kit clubs you just say amazing things about them just because your kids are going back to school doesn't mean that they have to stop being creative when they're at home you can give your kids a fun break from the books and the screens every month with annie's kit clubs they offer craft kits for girls building projects for young woodworkers, even STEM activities for kids who love science and technology or kids who you want to love science and technology. No matter which kit club they are into, they will receive a new shipment every month with all the unique supplies and instructions to make a hands-on project. Andy's kit clubs are an easy way to encourage creativity, teach important life skills, boost your kids' confidence, really perfect for kids ages 7 to 12. Go to andyskitclubs.com slash Allie. You'll get your first month of your subscription 75% off You can cancel at any time. Payments are month to month, so no crazy long commitments or contracts or anything like that. But I know that you'll love them and you'll want to stick with this. So go to annieskitclubs.com slash Allie, 75% off your first month when you do. That's annieskitclubs.com slash Allie. So I don't know anything about how you start this kind of business. So you decided to start a meat company. Did you know right away that it was going to be a meat delivery service or did that kind of develop over time? Yeah, um, it all developed over time. And, um, you know, it's one of the, the the things about, you know, when God speaks to you, um, um, you know, like when God, there's a difference between God's promise and then God's like command, um, mm-hmm. you know, because God's promise never changes. If he, it gives you a promise in your life like you can hold on to that forever but um, um i personally believe that when god speaks commands um you have to go and you just you know he never gives the full picture um but when you you know when you take the step and you start you know you start following and i love that corley said god goes before us um it's it really just has been you know people ask me um pretty regularly like because every business is supposed to have like a North star, like what's your, your North star. And ours really is, um, I mean, not to like over spiritualize it, but it really is just, um, following the Holy spirit and listening to God's voice. And, um, and, 
so yeah, we, 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 what, who we are right now is nothing like yeah. where we started. I mean, um, cause we didn't know anything. We didn't, we had no connections. We had nothing. We didn't realize there was such a war on American agriculture. We didn't realize that American farmers, American ranchers, um, were hurting. Um, mm -hmm. um, we had no idea of that when we, when we started. Um, yet we named our company Good Ranchers from the beginning. Um, so God knew, um, you know, the, the, the plan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we sure didn't. So we started selling, um, uh, in parking lots out of a truck. It was me selling meat out of the back of a truck in a parking lot in a tent, uh, in a mall in Waco, Texas. And, um, just, and you advertised it as like, this is meat from local ranchers. Not at first. Okay. Um, not, not at first, um, because, uh, uh, at, uh, when we very first started, um, we we weren't able to buy direct. Mm -hmm. Like we had to go through suppliers, middlemen, mm -hmm. you know, all those things. Um, and um, and as we learned and as we began to get buying power, we could start chipping away the middlemen, and finally were able to get. Yeah. Um, and then, like we didn't realize that. Um, when we started, we had no idea that in 2015, the country of origin labeling law was just completely removed on beef and pork mm. in the US. Prior okay. to 2015, you had to report, um, you had to put the country of origin on every piece of meat that's sold in the grocery store. It's still on vegetables, fruits, all your right. food in the grocery store right. tell you where the country of origin but is. But not beef. In 2015, uh, the US government was lobbied um, by the the big powers that there are, yeah. um, which happened to be um, a, a Brazilian-owned company, um, and uh, so uh, they South America, you know, yeah. has a lot of land for cattle, and they thought, well, they realized we can import that into the U.S. and sell it for way more money than we can sell it here. Um, so, paid a lot of money, had the country of origin labeling law uh, just completely. Taken but away just on beef, or is it chicken too? Beef and pork, beef on and beef pork. and pork. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Um, and so now beef can be imported into the U.S. and they can put an American flag sticker on it and call it product of the USA, um, as long as it was um, packaged here. So wow. they import the whole primal. I don't primals. think I didn't know. I, I don't think I knew that. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, and since 2015, over a hundred thousand um, independent farms uh, ranches in the US have went out of business. And these are ranches that- 100,000. Over, yeah, it's about 20,000 a year. Then? Since 2015. Wow. Yep, and nobody's talking about this. Like uh, yeah. in, in, in the agriculture community, they're all talking about it. They, um, but as far as like a nation, like the, where, you know, we just yeah. go to the grocery store, we just buy what's sitting there. Right, and we especially just... if it says product of the USA, mm -hmm. I'm thinking that this is from an American farmer ranch. And I have read in my, in my script before that about 80% of the beef is actually imported from mm -hmm. overseas. And yet, whenever I go to the grocery store, all I'm seeing are stickers that say product of the USA. I'm like, huh, where is this like 80%? But now I know mm -hmm. it's just if it's packaged, they can say product of the USA, but it's really from That's Nicaragua. Right. That's right. That's right. If it, if it, um, like when you buy beef from us, it says born, raised, and harvested in the USA. Um, if it says that, then then it is. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't say born, raised, and harvested in in the USA, most likely it's not because if they could make that claim, they would. Um, but again, um, 
yeah, I mean, billions, billions and billions of pounds of beef are imported into the U.S. every year. Mm. So tell me, why is it important then for y'all? Because there are other meat subscription companies out there who mm -hmm. get their beef from overseas. Yep. Um, so why is it important for y'all to support specifically American farms and ranches? I mean, why not? This is where I mean, this is our country. This is where we live. And this is where we, you know, we want to raise our family where we are raising our family. And, and um, we, you know, we, we believe this is the, this is the, the greatest country in, yeah. in the world. And, um, and it's the backbone is agriculture. Um, that's like the, the, the farmers and the ranchers, they work really hard um, to put food on our table to put yeah. food on um, it, if you're listening to this, a farmer, a rancher somewhere uh, worked um, to put the food that's that's in your refrigerator um, <clears throat> there. And um, yeah, the, they they deserve um, better than what they're getting right now. And so, yeah. you know, we've we drew a line in the sand um, uh, about three years ago um, because early on we didn't know that that was even a thing because just it's. Um, you just buy, you just source it where you can get the best price, right? Because that's what the grocery store does. That's what everybody does. Um, but when we started really diving into this and, and exploring and looking into it, we went, oh man, this is actually much bigger. Um, this is a, a much bigger issue. And so, yeah, we, we, um, we had the, have had lots of opportunities to source from overseas to source. I mean, we're, we're contacted. It's probably cheaper to we, do that. It's much cheaper. You can get the the stuff that sells for way more money at Whole Foods and yeah. and, and stuff um, um, is the it's, I mean it's so cheap like you could buy we could buy that for less than we could buy like USDA Select which we don't yeah. we don't sell that but that's like the lowest grade in the grocery store mm. um, so the stuff that you're paying a premium for at Whole Foods that says product of the USA and has all these claims um, is actually cheaper to buy than the cheapest yeah. um, meat you could, you know, get yeah. in the grocery store. So, all right, I want to pause and talk to you just for a minute about the air purifiers from Eden Pure. I love the thunderstorm air purifiers. Like if you've got odors in your home or you just want cleaner air, like if you've got litter boxes or trash cans, dirty diapers, cooking smells, whatever it is that you want to get rid of and you just want to make sure that your home is fresh and your air is clean, you need to try Eden Pure's Thunderstorm Air Purifier. It uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and a lot more. With over 250,000 thunderstorms sold so far, you know it works and that people love it. It doesn't take up any space. You just plug it into an outlet on your wall. We've got several of these in our house. And I'll tell you a really sad story. And the fact that I'm sad about this should tell you that I actually, I really use and love this project or product. I took, uh, I took an air purifier with me to, I think it was Atlanta and I to put it in my hotel room because it's really light. You can pack it with you. And I left it there and I'm really sad. But now that hotel room, I've given the gift of fresh and clean air to whoever is staying in that hotel room from now on. But I'm super sad about it because I love these air purifiers. So you should check them out for yourself. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code Allie to save $200. That's three thunderstorm air purifiers for under $200. Shipping is free. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Allie. EdenPureDeals.com. 
Isn't it strange how agriculture has become so political? Like we're looking at places like Sweden, how they're being shut down. Some of their farms are being shut down and the government is saying, well, it's because of methane emissions. And in order to save the climate, we apparently have to shut down these farms. But especially when it comes to meat, I mean, meat is becoming increasingly demonized. And we're told the not just the thing to do for the climate, but the thing to do for your health Mm. is to eat this fake meat (laughs) that is filled with soy and all kinds of things. It does seem to me though, that a lot of very natural people are waking up to the unhealthy ingredients in the fake meat kind of stuff and realizing that like meat is good for you. And it's something that carries the nutrients that we really Need so what has y'all been? What has been y'all's experience when it comes to the politics surrounding meat in agriculture, and also the politics surrounding like militant veganism? Yeah, I would say there's a war on tradition. Really, it's it's it, it's with meat and everything. But there's a, I mean, you know this. There's a war on just tradition, family, mm-hmm. truth. Yeah, w- eating real food. Just yeah. like it's it's self reliance. Uh, all the things. Yeah. All the things that somehow got us here as a people are all this are now the things that are killing us which is just that they say is killing us yeah 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 what do you what do you think well i just yeah you look at the fake meat and you look at the packaging and i mean how many ingredients do you see like 30 at least yeah and you compare it to like a nice piece of real beef it's kind of a no-brainer and i feel like not not even with just like the meat industry but every other industry, I feel like there's so much greenwashing that's happening, mm-hmm. you know, all these claims, organic, non-GMO, like all the things, and they're putting all of these claims on their products, but when you kind of like dig deeper, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily healthier. Yeah. And I feel like they're tricking people, and it's the same thing with the country of origin labeling that we see with the meat. They're doing it with, with everything else. Um, so, I and you're right, people are waking up to it, and I'm so glad to see that. But it's it's definitely, it's happening and yeah. yeah. When y'all say that you have better than organic chicken, what does that mean? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, what Corley was just saying, like the the organic label, it used to mean something, um, but uh, it, it's, when when money gets involved, people have a way of manipulating things to, mm-hmm. to, to be the most profitable. And um, when the industry realized, oh, um, people will pay more for organic, um, then they 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 like what is the cheapest way we can get the organic label on there, um, and just because it's organic, all that means is they were fed organic feed and they had access to outside. Mm. Doesn't mean that they're pasture raised. Doesn't mean that they were actually roaming. Um, yeah. And so there's these massive commodity um, chicken farms that are just the huge warehouses full of chickens that never go outside yeah they have access to outside which is a is a 18 inch little hole over on the side so they have access if they want it (laughs) to but i mean yeah chickens not really thinking hey yeah and most of them have been stuffed in those (laughs) cages for so long they don't even know that's right yeah that's right but um so that gets an organic label because they were fed organic feed and they had access to outside so um, so that's why we, we, we say better than organic because, um, our chickens actually do go outside. They actually do, um, roam. Um, yeah. for, and you can taste the difference if, if, um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know, people have started saying I came for the steak, but I stayed for the chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's the difference there. 
And uh, something that people have been concerned about lately is seed oils. Mm-hmm. And that includes things like canola oil. And you guys have recently made a big change when it comes to seed oils and the canola oil that was in the marinade for the chicken. So what was that? Yeah. So the reason we were using canola oil is, is because it has a higher heat um, it, uh, Tolerance, a hollow yeah. smoke point okay. um, than olive oil, mm-hmm. um, and so the and we and we were using an organic canola oil, non-GMO, um, for that. But um, yes, yeah, seed oils is definitely. It, I mean, it's, it is a thing, um, yeah. and um, so yeah, we just completely removed it um, from from the marinade and um, yeah. And there still might be some in circulation right now that have mm-hmm. it. So if someone got a box right now, it might say it on there, but you have to get through the inventory yep. that yeah. you currently have, yep, yep, yep. which is awesome. So if you're looking to get rid of seed oils in your life, which I am, but it's really difficult. It's really difficult. Then you can at least know for sure that the marinade that you're getting from Good Ranchers doesn't have that in there, which is just a comfort for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's just, uh, I mean, that's not guaranteed when you're going to the grocery store and you're getting the pre-marinated chicken there. For sure. What I like about it is that it just it just makes my life easier. When I'm like, oh gosh, it's five o'clock and I haven't even thought about dinner. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it because I've got a freezer full of meat that I know is good and that I can rely on. And it's super easy right there. Just cook it. And I always, I don't have to wonder, oh, is this good? Because I got it from Kroger instead of Whole Foods or whatever. It's the same. And so that's what I like about it. I think that's what my audience likes about it too. I mean, you know, you're a mom of four and you're busy and it's like the afternoon goes by like that and you just Mm -hmm. want it to be easy. Yeah. So, and it's nice to only have to worry about like what sides you're going to be cooking that night. Yes. Because you already have your meat. You're like, sides are easy. Is it steak, chicken, seafood? And then you, you know, choose whatever side you have in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Corley, um, has been the R and D um, of Good Ranchers all along. So yeah, um, and our and our kids. If they don't eat it, if 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 she wouldn't, if she won't eat it, then we don't bring it into our house. Like we only sell everything we sell online. We bring into our home and we feed our own family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if our kids don't like it, well, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's hit or miss depending on their age. Yeah. All right. I hope that you are loving getting to know the story of the people who started Good Ranchers. You have heard me talk about them for a long time now, and that's because I really believe in their product. I believe in their story. I believe in what they're doing for American farms and ranches. It doesn't make you feel good to know that God called them to this work. So that's why they're committed to it. And you can feel really good about supporting them and supporting the ranches and farms that they support with your money. And they've got a really good deal going on right now exclusively for my listeners. So of course you go online, goodranchers.com slash Allie. You pick out the stuff that you want, the better than organic chicken, the craft beef, the really good seafood, all ethically raised, sustainably sourced, all American. And you get the $30 off with my link, but they're adding in that two pounds of Wagyu ground beef. That is the product that I probably use the most because ground beef is so easy and quick to make and you can do lots of different things with it. You know hamburgers, taco bowls, tacos, enchiladas, whatever it is. So I love their ground beef. We use it multiple nights a week and they're offering that two pounds of Wagyu ground beef for free. 
for my listeners for the month of October. So go to, go to goodrancher.com slash Allie and you'll get that $30 off. You'll get that free express shipping and you'll get that extra two pounds of Wagyu ground beef. What an awesome deal. Goodranchers.com slash Allie. That's goodranchers.com slash Allie. Okay, what would you tell... Uh, give me give me some advice, some wisdom for other Christians who are business owners who are thinking about starting a business. What are some things that you've learned, some like challenges and triumphs that if you could just tell someone who is right in front of you who is kind of doing the same sort of entrepreneurial endeavor, like that you wish someone would have told you at the beginning? Mm-hmm. I know that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you lead that one. Um. Yeah, so kind of what I said earlier is, is, is you know, take the steps and go. There's no playbook. Like we um, early early on was 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 I've read lots of books and I do encourage reading and studying and learning. Um, but I, I for a long time I was looking for um, someone that could tell me what to do. I was like, and or a book that would just give me the 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 information or mm-hmm. the the idea or the the strategy um and it doesn't exist because if it did then you know if then everyone would read that book and everyone would just just do it and um uh for, you know for us it really has it really has just been um one we know we heard God's voice to mm-hmm. do it um and then um you know like after she said yeah let's do it let's go um um, one morning, very shortly after that, I was praying and I, and I asked God, like, how are we going to get favor with suppliers and and cities and 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 all these things? And um, and He said, give. He put that. He just spoke it very clearly. And I'm like, well, of course you would say that, God. Um, but um, and so we kind of thought, well, what does that mean? And then we we said, you know what? Since we're going to be selling food, we're going to be going into these cities. Um, let's make each of our location. Let's make our. You know, we started with one, but let's make that location a food drive. And um, <clears throat> and so we set up. We made it a food drive. We told people to bring non-perishable food items. We partnered with the food bank there um, in Waco, uh, Texas, at the time. And then um, and we really felt like that was like something that we need to make a part of our business of partnering with food banks everywhere we go. Um, well, sure, when right from Waco, um, I, I, I felt like we were supposed to come and open up in Houston, uh, where we live, <clears throat> which is a much bigger market, much more expensive, um, a, a lot more overhead. And, um, by the way, we, we had no money when we started, like, uh, we had no money to like actually start a business. Um, uh, I don't recommend this, but borrowed my money from my mother-in-law. Um, <laughs> to, um and, uh, thanks mom. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, if she's listening, we we actually paid her back, but she still thinks that we we owe her a little bit. But um, interest. I digress. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but we we did we borrowed a little bit from her. We had a little bit in savings, but I mean not a lot. And um, we um, we again we heard God's voice say to to open up Houston, which was a lot more expensive. And um, um, so we did. We followed. You know, we we started trying to do those things, and so. Um, we had everything. We had meat ordered. We had trucks. We had um, uh, we had to do multiple locations. I have six brothers, um, so um, I was on the like. I called all of them. Like, hey, come to Houston. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna do um, these these sales, and and um, uh, not all of them came, but a handful of them did. And um, so we had everything set up, ready to go. 
we had our uh, permits and everything and the health department called about two days before we were supposed to open all the money's invested all the meat's already bought radio advertising everything's done and paid for non-refundable um and the health department called and said hey we're not going to allow you to do any of this wow. because we don't allow this in the city of houston you can't sell food unless you're unless you're tied to an event and I'm just quite crushed. I'm like, oh yeah. gosh, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, we just had our first child, um, uh, Bear. And I'm thinking, oh man, I took I took my mother-in-law's money. I've maxed out all of our credit cards. Wow. Like, you yeah. know, like, um, and uh, I, I hang up the, I, you know, I, I try to go around and around with this, with the health department official um, asking, is there any ways, what can we do? What can we, and she's like, absolutely not. We just don't allow it. Um, uh, I hang up the phone. I'm like scared, devastated, all these things. Um, and I go and I talk to Corley and she said, what did you, t did you tell her about the food drive? And I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't really think about it, but yeah, let me call her back. And I called, I called her back and I said, Hey, um, we're partnering with the Houston food bank and each of our locations is a, is a food drive. Would that be considered an event? And she said, Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, so uh, yeah, the only way they would give job, the permit Corey. is if it was an event. Yeah. So, yeah. But there I said, you go. But I said that to say, you know, from the very beginning, God said to give yeah. and to partner with food food banks, and and, you did. Um, and we could have opened up in Waco with or without it. But when we when it came time to open up Houston, we wouldn't have been able to have been and you know in business and yeah. and opening up in Houston is really what launched us and uh, is really what launched Good Ranchers because it was it was. Um, it was extremely successful, um, yeah. thankfully, because I mean, um, the, the day before we opened up, we went to the gas station, uh, we were running around getting permits and getting signs and getting all the things. And, um, Corey was in the car with me and, um, I ran in to get like water and a protein drink and every credit card was getting declined. Like we, I mean, all of our money, I mean, when I tell you we went all in, yeah, we went all in and, um, and yeah, there was no funding, no yeah nothing like that so yeah, yeah. well that's amazing yeah. well i'm so thankful for how much it's grown and for what you're doing also for american farms and families or american farms and ranches but also yeah. for american families and mm -hmm. bringing american meat to their house and making their life easier mm -hmm. and doing it in a way that is obedient to god and the thing that i would say that i kept hearing in your story is simply doing the next right thing in faith mm -hmm. Um, and trusting that the Lord is going to take care of the unknowns when we walk with him in obedience. And so I'm thankful for that mm -hmm. and everything that you guys are doing and for your family and that you are such a strong supporter of this show too. We will be here supporting Good Ranchers till yeah. the end, till the end, till Jesus comes back. That's right. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I yeah. really appreciate it. Oh, and you have it. Did you have a, a, oh, a yeah. code for us? Yeah, we were going to do for your, um, for your listeners because, um, you, you, we have been with you for over a year now, and yeah, um, yeah. So I was an Alley fan before Good Ranchers came yay. to Alley. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I she, love that. she's like, you, you should really look into this Alley Stucky. I didn't know who you were. Yeah, um, it's okay. So, sorry, for but I do now. That's it. We want to um, for no for your listeners. Um, we right now we're doing free ground beef, free Wagyu ground beef with every purchase. Um, but uh, we're gonna do for your listeners. Um, we'll just for the 
uh, for the month of October. Yeah. Um, we're going to do the free ground beef plus the $30 off that you normally give. Awesome. So, same link, same promo code. Yeah, just, yeah yep. for Allie. Goodrangers.com slash Allie, promo code Allie. Y'all should have it memorized by now. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so yeah. much. Month yeah. of October. That's great. And we'll do the link and all of that in the description of this episode. Well, thank you guys so much yeah, thank for you. coming on. I really appreciate it. No, thank we really you. appreciate you having us. <laughs>